Rest is part of our rhythm. It's part of our aliveness. Rest is part of our renewal, which provides an opening for something new to emerge, for transformation. I welcome Alison Marlowe as my guest on this episode. In our life, at times of uncertainty, feeling insecure, this creates trauma within the body. In fact, at the moment in 2020, we have global trauma. Alison is founder of The Art of Pause, a sensory-focused approach to living that uses the intelligence of the body to release layers of physical, mental and emotional exhaustion and trauma. She provides online yoga nidra sessions. This interview conversation was so interesting, I made it into two parts. This is part one. Alison's burnout journey several times led her to discover the benefits of rest, a precious commodity these days. This is Lindsay and welcome to Easy Like Sunday Morning Holistic Living. So why now for this conversation, dealing with uncertainty and change? You know, it seems that people have been experiencing more intense emotions, feeling insecure, the future unknown. So we go about our day-to-day activities and I, for one, really find it irritating and certainly tiresome when I have to do something in a different way. The procedure has changed, there's been an operational functional upgrade and the icons and the screens look different. Sometimes even buildings and businesses have disappeared overnight. When we observe in the natural world, there's always change, the seasons, growth and decline. However, coping with all of life's changes and uncertainties certainly take their physical and emotional energy from us. So when I speak about pause moments, short senses, mindfulness techniques, which help to cope with feeling overloaded on life's treadmill to bring some calm and centering, becoming grounded. I saw Alison had a similar approach with taking rest to a whole new level. And I really wanted to know more. I'm thrilled to have Alison Marlowe as my guest. It's lovely to welcome you, Alison, to the podcast. I attended your yoga nidra session and have been using that as one of my own rest sessions. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me today. And um, it's such a pleasure to uh, and an honour to, to be here with you. Excellent. So I'm so Alison Marlowe is the founder of The Art of Pause, a sensory focused approach to living that uses the intelligence of the body to release layers of physical, mental and emotional exhaustion and trauma. She draws on her previous career in teaching and extensive trainings in coaching, mentoring, NLP, trauma awareness, movement practices, bodywork and yoga nidra to help her clients to slow down, to embrace the full range of human emotion and savour the experience of being fully alive. So Alison runs workshops, one-to-one, trauma-informed coaching, yoga nidra, and movement for trauma classes. She also co-hosts the 13 Moons Monthly Women's Circle. Alison lives by the sea on the coast, south coast of England with her youngest daughter, and she loves being out of doors in nature. I often see your um, Instagram posts have got lovely pictures of you outside there on the beach. 
And in her spare time, she enjoys gardening, writing, curtain and paddle boarding. So, Alison, nice to have you here. Yeah, I experienced your Yoga Nidra relaxation session and that was something a little about a little bit out of my comfort zone funny enough so I know that you have mm-hmm. a quite an interesting story I was wondering what was the turning points in your life maybe some struggles and circumstances that led you to where you are now yeah wonderful thank you so much so actually yoga nidra came into my life at one of those pivotal points I've had a few turning points (laughs) along my journey since I have um, been self-employed and been working for myself. So my struggle has really been a lesson that I've had to repeatedly learn and I have struggled with burnout. So I had a mini burnout in 2012 when my, my business was probably at its greatest. I was a business coach working solely with entrepreneurial women and I'd set up a networking group which um, started off as a local event and then it became national. I had 13 groups out on license here in the UK and then each of those groups um, was assisted with a group in a developing country and so there was a a, a big uh, philanthropical aspect to this as well. So, you know, from the outside, everything looked good. I had a beautiful four-bedroomed house. We lived right by the coast here um, in in the UK. You know, beautiful family, four children, and a lovely car, lovely holidays. So life looked, from the outside, really great. But I had this tendency to um, have periods of exhaustion in my life. And the first one came... With quite a bang in 2012, I was just about to run my second year of the Hampshire Winning Women Business Awards. And a few days before, I just like, I was hit (laughs) by this wall of, this was physical exhaustion. Um, Or or how I knew sort of exhaustion to be at that time. Two years later, I had a much bigger burnout. And that actually took me out of the game for over four years. So adrenal burnout um yeah. gp wasn't really you know nothing was really showing up there was nothing wrong but i couldn't function then Lindsay. yeah um you know yeah. My, my head was constantly foggy uh my body didn't want to work um it everything was a struggle and you know i i basically over those uh, well i made a decision to um take a sabbatical from my business i thought i'd be out for a couple of weeks couple of weeks became a couple of months <laughs> and you know yes, it, it turned out to be you know four years wow, four yes. years wow yes you know yes. and um even after that time I still hadn't fully learned my lesson I I did a lot of healing um after the first burnout I really looked at what was going on um at a dietary level why I maybe be so exhausted I was really looking after my body in that way and then a couple of years later I took myself off actually not a couple of years later it was um early 2017 I took myself off to India on retreat whilst I was there just before I came home I managed to break my ankle funnily enough I had taken a book with me called Daring to Rest it was a 40-day 
program. 42 days is just about six weeks. And yes. it takes that long for your ankle, your, a bone to mend. And I eventually picked up that book. And when I picked up this book, it opened up something completely new for me. And it started me on this new path. So I, I started to learn an awful lot about rest. And I practiced every single day. I did that 40-day program. I was in India when I had the accident, but I flew home just a couple of days later. It wasn't the best of flights, <laughs> I can assure you. Yeah, um, yes. And I think, you know, um, what happened was it's almost triggered um, an old trauma in, in my body. I didn't understand any of this back then, but it opened something for me. And I've spent the last three years studying rest, su studying trauma uh, particularly somatic experiencing and what that really means in a healing capacity. So it seems that quite a lot of people might relate to this, that they have, they're just going along, their life becomes uh, successful, look for in success, like you said, happy family. Did you ever find out what the trigger was? Sorry, I don't want to make this a counselling session, by the way, but, <laughs> but did you <laughs> recognise in yourself a certain quality that that meant that you wanted to or needed to push forth kind of keep on keeping on thing or was there something else life that had then resurfaced at that particular time when you had so the second burnout yes absolutely um and it's not just one thing um and this is when i began to understand trauma i was a very high achiever i would overwork oh. burning the midnight oil um, I often felt overwhelmed with the amount of things that I had to try and juggle. You know, my, my journey actually started earlier because um, I left the corporate world because I wanted to live life on my own terms. I was searching then for freedom. And what I did was I actually took the old patterns, um, my old beliefs, my old values behaviors and I replicated it in my business even though my mantra was live life on your own terms because I didn't know anything different and I think that at that time which obviously I didn't realize it then but retrospect is wonderful I think I was trying to prove something I think I was trying to prove that I was worthy in some way now I always believed that I had a beautiful childhood which I did, I'm, I'm not denying that in any way, but there were significant things that, um, experiences that I had that obviously impacted that. And I don't think anybody is immune to, to trauma. Nobody, yeah, and, I agree. You know, this is a I thing agree. that's quite misunderstood. And so when I started looking at trauma and I, I did a 18 month intensive program with one of my teachers and, um, the first exercise was to write down our traumas. So I wrote down the fact that I had experienced several miscarriage baby losses. I wrote down that I had lost both my parents within a short space of time. And also the third thing that I wrote down, I had another loss, which it was actually my, my very first boyfriend, not when we were together, but many years later, he was actually murdered and that impacted me quite greatly. The thing that really blew my mind was the fact that at the end of that exercise, I had two 
A4 pages of events, situations mm. that had actually been traumatic. I had no idea, had no idea. And, you know, if yeah. I was to run that exercise with you, it would be the same. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of deal with stuff and then we pass on and then we kind of, in some ways, belittle, for some of us anyway, some people hold on to traumas and kind of keep perpetuating and keep on remembering them, right? It's almost like a nostalgic revisiting. But other times, I'm certainly like, this is kind of like, okay, there's something happens in life, I deal with it oh, I've got through it now, and then kind of move on. Not really acknowledging that maybe there's the tentacles of that uh, episode or that trauma still uh, attached somewhere. And it's so important when we look at true healing, this is my perspective anyway, that we very much approach it in mind, body, and spirit. And a lot of people deal with kind of healing on a physical level but they don't deal with it and the true, like the emotional aspects of it, which which I think that that's the kind of missing piece in a lot of the cases. So not the counselling side, I don't mean, but more looking at our emotional imprints. Yeah, and I'm so, so with you on this, this as well, because, you know, my work had been very much about coaching and what I couldn't understand. And, and the, I'm relaying this all back to my story because it's how I learnt, you know. Um, and when I started to feel better, I, I, I started working with a, a coach again and I was having, you know, my, my mind was willing. Um, and what I came to learn was that, you know, we can only go so far with the cognition. We really need to ad- address what's going on somatically in the body as well. This uh-huh, was the missing uh-huh. piece for me. Right. Um, right. And I had no idea. Right. Give a quote here that I saw you'd written. Rest is part of our rhythm. It's part of our aliveness. Rest is part of our renewal, which provides an opening for something new to emerge for transformation. And I love that. I think that's that's obviously come because of your from your personal experience there. So it's, it almost sounds to me like the story isn't finished with you. That it's almost an evolving story. A lot of people who are going through this time of change and I know I'm talking to you in 2020 in the middle of COVID and all that but that we are living in times where change is happening there's a lot of insecurity a lot of doubt about with so much change what will the future be like do you think that could also be a trauma oh absolutely I I believe very much we're going through a collective global trauma right now and you know um it will remain see how you know um how this impacts us but i i really believe that there's going to be a huge increase in um mental health issues mm, um yeah i think that's going to probably be the biggest the, the biggest thing but also i mean also on a physical level um i i'm mm. very aware that you know there's a lot of people that are very much in fear and haven't been really taking care of themselves physically even so, you know, it's, it's going to be across the board. It, it, but it's also not just about us. It, it's how this impacts the whole world in, oh, my gosh, so, so many ways. Yeah. So, yes, because I would say that definitely this is a global trauma. Collective. Yeah. On the one hand, it's fantastic to have kind of more time to, in a way, delve deeper into what, what, inter- what our interests are. 
So if, if people have been at home or working from home and then they kind of like have had all this capacity to, to look at things online, so they've learned new hobbies or they, you know, made new relationships online and all that sort of thing. So that's been kind of quite a positive side of it. But I've noticed in myself and I'm sure a lot of people too is that I am really, really missing the human interaction of in flesh, right there, in person. Well, I'd never thought about it as being a trauma, but yeah, I think that in it's affected me. I had to work on myself in different ways, right? To to not negate what I'm feeling, to get through it. And I think rest. When you say about rest, we've we've come we've come into. It's very popular now to look at meditation practices and to do yoga or other holistic supportive practices which include an element of self-reflection or or quietening the mind right but to talk about rest is something that most people think oh yeah I'm gonna you know I sleep when I sleep I rest or when I come home I pour myself a gin and tonic and I put my feet up that's rest but what you're talking about is something completely different so I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you mean about rest yeah thank you I think rest is something that is actually quite um misunderstood I um I mentioned earlier about, you know, life being full of cycles, rhythms, patterns. And I think rest is definitely an integral part of, of that. It's a vital requirement. And yet we are living in this world where being productive is, it's celebrated. Well, we're on it. Rest is, um, oh. pr- productivity is hugely, hugely celebrated. And we've lost this ability to rest. And, and the, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think, you know, the, there's one, we, we're we too scared. I mean, this is one of the questions that I often ask people, you know, why are we so busy? You know, why why is taking a pause so difficult? Why, why is resting so difficult? And the answer usually is because we're trying to avoid the feelings that the busyness masks. Um, <laughs> yes. We're scared to rest. Quite often it's fear-based. Um, but the other thing um, that I would like to just really sort of say here in terms of debunking some of the myths around rest is our quality of sleep isn't what it was even 50 years ago. If you think about the advancement of technology, oh, many of yeah. us are working until late at night. So our whole rhythms <laughs> are not what they used to be. And then obviously, you know, we, we have, we, we pick up sort of the electromagnetic fields yes. from the equipment that we're using so we're just not getting the same quality of sleep yes let alone rest <laughs> so this is why i believe it's so so important that we make a conscious effort to bring rest into our our day seems to be difficult to put in the boundaries this is what i'm thinking the boundary of where we use technology and where we exclude it and where we step away and we, yeah, and we come back to a more natural selves. You're right about quality of sleep, yeah. And I, and I also think, you know, this this whole aspect of keeping busy, it um, disassociates us. We become disembodied. Mm. We never allow the nervous system to, to settle. You know, we just yeah. rush from one thing to another. Yeah. So, um, again, 
having a dysregulated nervous system is bound to impact our quality of sleep. When my adrenals were completely shot, I was buzzing late at night, couldn't sleep. And then when I did drop off, I'd get an adrenaline rush around 3, 4 a.m., cortisol, adrenaline, you know, jumping in, waking me up, wide awake again. And then, you know, couldn't get back to sleep. What was really, truly going on there was the fact that my nervous system was dysregulated. And the nervous system being dysregulated is all tied up with the trauma. The trauma being stored in the cellular memory of the body. I believe very much that the body communicates with us we're just not particularly good at listening to it partially because we're so busy (laughs) um but so for example I tend to carry tension in my right shoulder so I think really what we need to look at here is that trauma is not actually the event itself it's how the body responds yeah later on so we're constantly um, activated and triggered by life (laughs) day by day yeah could be something somebody says you know so we use my shoulder as an example um I may kind of feel that I'm overdoing things and just feel a little bit burdensome so interestingly it's my shoulder that aches oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's just kind of a reminder to me that that you know there's some tension so sometimes it's the little simple things that can sort of just push us over the edge isn't it it's not usually the big things in life that do that it can be the little small <laughs> incidents <laughs> Yeah. That can be um, that can tip us into overwhelm. You know, can tip our our systems into sort of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Something I've done called family constellation work, and in within that, they talk about what is it? The kind of the traumas, the the things that have happened in our generational, how they are uh, unspoken, often unspokenly brought forward to the next generation and forward, so that. In current times, something might be quite irrational. You, you think, why am I like that? When, you know, of course, my circumstances. And yet, when you look back, and it can sometimes, you know, be have been triggered by something happened in the trauma in our lineage. So when we have, and there's like the First World War, then the Second World War, and of course, people would have been experiencing in other parts of the world, different wars, like the Vietnam War, and so that they've had traumas from that everybody was affected for generations after yes absolutely we do a lot of generational trauma um, release um as well as um birth perinatal and prenatal trauma release as well this this Um, sounds like this this could go on for several conversations here (laughs) when you talk about the generational um and ancestral trauma you know this ties in very much about um ties in very much with the rhythms and the cycles of life again we we pick up these patterns and these behaviors that not even our own oh yeah until we learn to look at them and start to unpack them yeah and that's the mystery isn't it that's almost like the magic and the mystery of this work easy like sunday morning holistic living please rate review subscribe and share and listen out for our next episode